ship's unique design suggests well, there were no Huh? Huh? Oh, come on! You gotta admit this is cool! Just like a movie! The robot will emerge dramatically, do some damage, thrones of screaming people, and just when all hope is lost, Syndrome will save the day! I'll be a bigger hero than you ever were. You mean you killed off real heroes so that you could pretend to be one? Oh, I'm real. Real enough to defeat you! And I did it without your precious gifts, your oh-so-special powers. I'll give them heroics. I'll give them the most spectacular heroics anyone's ever seen! And when I'm old and I've had my fun, I'll sell my inventions so that everyone can be superheroes. Everyone can be super! And when everyone's super... <laughs> no one will be. <laughs> Welcome to episode 45 of the What I Love About Pixar podcast. In each episode, we talk about something I love from Pixar. Could be taking a character scene or an actual film. Today, we are discussing the character Syndrome from The Incredibles. Let's get started. So, our character profile. <coughs> a big thank you to our source, the Disney Wiki. Syndrome, voiced by Jason Lee. Syndrome, real name, Buddy Pine is the main antagonist of the 2004 Disney Pixar animated film, The Incredibles. He originally wanted to be a superhero, but when his former idol, Mr. Incredible, rudely turned him down and rejected his offer, Syndrome went insane, became a supervillain, and devoted his life to killing superheroes for revenge on Mr. Incredible, so he could take over the world as its sole superhero. In addition to selling his... Progressive inventions to the world so that everyone could be super. Therefore, nobody would be unique. Appearance is slender, fair skin, light metal, brief, barrel chest, mane of red hair, blue eyes. His personality is cruel, evil, sarcastic, inventive. Cynical, charismatic, murderous. Oh, is that is that real personality trait? Uh, continuing on with vengeful, callous, arrogant, resourceful, pragmatic, sociopathic, psychopathic. Those are two similar. Comedic, outright selfish, dishonest, power-hungry, self-absorbed. Fearless, short-tempered, hateful, and finally egotistical. Okay, we're ready to start talking what I love about Syndrome.
Okay, so we're ready to start talking all about Syndrome. Now, Syndrome's an interesting character, actually, because um, he is downright, when, he be, when, we, when we see him as the fully grown adult Syndrome, he is downright nasty, okay? There's not one single um, redemptable bone in his body. He is definitely one of these villains who would, no matter how many chances you give him, would never redeem from his evil ways. Um, but what's interesting is though, he's not evil for the sake of it, like most superhero villains would be. In a, He actually has a reason behind this, which of course, at the very beginning of the film, um, we see um, he was used to be young boy and would idolise Mr. Incredible, because it's back when superheroes were able to be well-known and were able to have a career as a superhero um he syndrome whose real name was buddy he idolized mr crowbull and was his biggest fan and you know would kept pestering almost like a stalking way of mr incredible tried to help him on the missions and then one day it goes too far they actually interferes with one of the missions that mr crowbull was on he then rats buddy to the police and his parents um which then makes Buddy hate Mr. Crumble for what he's done. And then obviously this sets him down on that path to where we get to, to Syndrome in sort of the midway point of the film. But it's an interesting little thing again there because it's supposed to, you know, hone in on that saying of you should never really meet your heroes. <laughs> but if I was Mr. Crumble, I would not. I would do the exact same thing because he, he's just an annoying little brat. But who would have thought that annoying little brat over the next 15 years, because we have a massive time jump from that point in the film, uh, we excel in being in technological engineering and be able to become a weapon manufacturer and amass large fortunes, selling all these dangerous weapons to various countries, and I'm assuming it's through black markets, um, and becomes this incredible genius mastermind. Um, and even transport an isolated island into his own personal headquarters. Wow. Um, he even has an army. An army. And also gets a little assistant. So, and what I do love is the big reveal. Um, when, because at the point we, before the big reveal, we just see that Syndrome is just another typical villain that obviously Mr. Cromwell has got has been recruited, assigned to go and stop, and we get the reveal, and it's brilliant, because it's just something you don't see coming, because you just think, well, why is this guy, who is very, 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 what's the right word here, manic, he's literally gone insane, it's just been one of those crazy events, but because it's a re, because there's a reason behind it, it just goes, oh, and it's just, he's so shocked and you not see it. And Mr. Crowell himself, he is shocked. Um, you know, to know that it's actually that annoying little kid buddy. Um, and who I should not have been me to all those years ago, but yeah. And Syndrome... His insanity levels have increased a lot, a lot between that time, um, because he's been constantly killing off lots of superheroes. 
here, Low's life has basically been, um, you know, he creates all these different weapons, creates these different types of robots to lure, to lure different superheroes to the to his headquarters. So basically, he ended up killing them. Yeah, that is literally that is literally psychotic. What? Um, and eventually, of course, Sindro does learn the location of the Incredibles family. Um, and so at first gets Miss Incredible lured to the island and faces off against one of those... Uh, machines that Sindro has created. And, but he builds another one. Easily more powerful, and this one defeats Mr. Incredible. And then we have the big reveal, which is so amazing because up to this point, I don't think really you could put the two together, I don't think you could make the connection. There isn't really any signs before the big reveal that Syndrome is actually Buddy. I don't think you can really make any of the two. It's not until we had the big reveal. Where you go, oh, did not see that coming. And I just love it, it's revealed. And because we then see to learn how, oh, it's all Mr. Krebber's fault. You have not been me to all those years ago. And, um, you know, this would not have happened. But, yeah. And Sindra reveals how, oh, I want to have my revenge on all superheroes. And so that, and some weapons so I can take. It's basically, it's basically one of those villains who just wants to take over the world. So it's not really... No big agendas, no big plans, just simple. He wants to take over the world with his inventions. Um, and we can see that Sindro has learned a lot from his time of because he's been able to easily take down Mr. Incredible easily uh, by immortalizing with his inventions. And it's just so. Just, yeah. It's, it's interesting because even though it's not got any superpowers, because uh, obviously all the superheroes, the Incredibles family and all the superheroes, they've got these powers. What's, and what's interesting here with Syndrome is even though he's not got any powers, he may wear the suit, he may wear, he may wear the cape, he may come up with all the technological gadgets, he doesn't even have any powers. And yet at this point, it looks like he's easy to defeat these, these superheroes with one swift move. And... We discover, and obviously later on the floor, we do discover more to Tintron's little plot, which is known as Operation Crow, when Miss Cribble sneaks into the hideout to infiltrate. And, um, and it's, Operation Crow is basically luring all these different superheroes to the island that um, by using the different, the different robots that Syndrome makes, luring the superheroes there. So basically, he can just kill the superheroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Hunger Games. That's what it reminds me of. Hunger Games. Way early before it's time. Hunger Games. Literally. Luring people all into one little place and let them all kill each other. That's what it reminds me of. That plan. Syndrome. That's what it reminds me of your plan. It reminds me of the Hunger Games. But. I don't know. More, more gruesome than the Hunger Games were. I don't know. Um, and unfortunately, Mr. Crabble, he doesn't realise that, that he's had a tracking device on him, and so Sindra is able to find him um, and catch him easily and hold, hold Mr. Crabble in a little high security trap. And, and, 
again, the number of syndromes Kleber devices. It shows how easy Kleber syndrome is. Um, it's interesting because when he was a little kid, he was just an annoying little brat. It wasn't much, really much to him. And yet here we see him as a full-grown adult. You know he's completely wacko, completely psychotic. He does show some smarts. And if he's applied himself, and instead of being so focused on this whole... It's not even really revenge, it's just silly pettiness, really. You know, you got, to, you got turned down by your hero. Big whoop. You know, there's that old uh, saying, don't ever meet your heroes. Okay? I just, just idolize, just carry on idolizing them from afar. It would all be fine. But no, Sindra has to go out one step further. Um, eventually, um, when the rest of the family comes to uh, say, Mr. Incredible, Incredible. Um, Syndrome launches an attack on them all, and because he uses these different types of machines, so like his little bots and robots, all that, to not have the family. Um, unfortunately, though, the family do not end up being captured because again, it shows how easy Syndrome up to, up to this point. It takes a very long while for Sy- Syndrome to be to really show any weakness. It doesn't really look like there's any really any weakness Syndrome. Until it's a bit later, which is what we'll get to. Um, yeah, so the family then end up being captured, and then, um, you know, Syndrome, he's a bit arrogant. Uh, let's go back to his Bobas portrait. He does show some ag- anger as well, particularly with when Mr. Crumble's at his really lowest. Um, Syndrome's like, oh, I knew you can do this, even if we've nothing left to lose. Now you're weak and all that, and you've outgrown, and I've outgrown you. Um, he does get called out on it by his own side henchwoman. He calls out on it, and but unfortunately, that just um, stated that the body is not weak, life is not weakness, but the body is not strength. But Sinjad basically assures that he simply called his bluff and implies that he does care about her. His, Little henchwoman, since you already knew Miss Crow would never kill an enemy. Nevertheless, though, um, yep, rest family do get captured, and we have the f- syndrome basically gloating, um, and it being his master plan, which is which is to send one of his little creations to wreak havoc on the city, and then he would arrive to basically stop it. And look like a hair in the poet's like, It's just one of those. It's just one of those craving for attentions without social media. Because remember, this was 2004, so this was very naughty. So the social media plots we had today were still. still really only realistically possible in, in the world of film and, te- and TV. These, so these ideas of all these, you know, the Twitter and the YouTube and the Instagram. None of that existed yet in 2004. It was just still pie in the sky. Uh, so the only form of attention really you could try and get is to basically just do something big. It, it, it's one of those silly little plans where you're just trying to just grab attention, really. Because uh, let's face it, Syndrome's not really a well-thought-out mastermind villain. He's just... He's just hurt. He's got, he, he's got issues. And one of those is that he's hurt by the fact that his idol... All those many years ago, the kid turned him down, didn't look at him, the same way he looks up to his hero. He looked up to his hero, 
I just wanted to get revenge on all superheroes because I thought, my, may as well. Um, and it just it just sounds like one of those simple plans that you think can't go wrong, but something does, as we all know, from Finding Nemo. And Syndrome's plan does actually end up going wrong because when because when because we then get him in actually his plan. However, it goes wrong. All thanks to one little remote control. Well, and also the common stereotype of how robots can then become self-aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of typical stereotypes in movies about robots and how, and also in TV programmes, how... Um, Give it time, a robot could easily become self-aware and start to develop its own personality, its own full consciousness, and starts going rogue. It's one of those silly little robot fears of robots of they one day taking over the world and killing us all. Um, yes, yeah, so, um, so unfortunately that's what Cinder did not count on, because his little... I'm going to strongly pronounce this, I'll give it a go. Omnidroid? Is that how it's pronounced? His little Omnidroid... Has become self-aware and has now outsmarted Syndrome, knocks his thermo out of his hands and starts shooting at his rocket boots with a laser gun. And that makes the Syndrome's rocket boots go out of control, just like harking back to the beginning of the film when Syndrome was a little kid, because that's what caused one Miss missions to go wrong and lead up to... So it's like full circle, it's like Syndrome's life coming full circle. And... Um, he smashes into a building, he gets knocked unconscious and remains unconscious during the entire of the Incredibles battle. So, and awakes just as the robot speaks. So basically he lets the Incredibles do all the dirty work. Um, and the robot gets defeated spectacularly, uh, which destroys his plans of hope of glory and revenge, which of course infuriates him. However, like most villains, you do always see, they do always have a little last minute um, plan um, and kidnaps the baby Jack Jack um, but again that doesn't go, go, take long to go wrong because that, that because as this, because Jack Jack then forms his powers um, and disables Syndrome's rocket boots and then we now we're coming on now to the to the uh, demise now because then Syndrome after letting go of Jack Jack Gets back on his jet, starts yelling, as any, as any good villain will when their plans have been forged, like, Until the next time, Mr. Incredible. All those common, you know, screaming and shouts, cursing, and left, right, and centre that villains do when their plans are forged. To get by jet, all that yelling, saying that the battle is not over yet, and I will get my revenge on you eventually. However, as he does his evil laugh, um, Mr. Incredible throws his prized sports car at the jet, knocking it off balance and making Syndrome slide towards the left turbine. And this is where it gets funny now. Now, I know I should not be laughing um, because it does lead to Syndrome getting killed. We all know that's not funny, but I... I, I 
But the comedy is there, I'll give you a bit. So, then Syndrome's life dwarf letter by Kate gets tangled in the spinning blaze and he gets pulled in, resulting in the explosion of the plane and Syndrome finally gets killed. <laughs> I know. I know I should not be laughing, but what makes me laugh is because this harks back to Edna. I know, darling. I know, darling. No tapes! Remember that little funny scene we had from Edna, which I have talked about in the previous episode? So, um, how that little scene, and it's this point in the film where that little funny little scene for Edna, if you thought that was just a nice little funny scene for comedy, well, actually, it was also to be used to foreshadow the events that were upcoming. Um, because Syndrome ends up getting caught by Kate, getting caught in the turbine because of his Kate and ends up dying. And I really, really wish, I know I've said this quite, on quite a few other episodes past, but I really, really, really wish that Edna was there so that when the plane blew up, she could have duck, gone. Told you so. You know, like it was, you know, like Grace's mouth, Will and Grace. I wish, she, I wish Edna was there so she could have gone. Told you so, told you so, told you, told you, told you so. I really wish I was there to go, see darlings, I told you this would happen. See darlings, this is why I say no kids, darlings. Because this is what happens if you wear kids, darlings. Really wish I was there just to go, told you so. Because you knew. Yeah. And it's a pretty little funny scene where we have with Edna when she just reminisces about all these previous little incidents where superheroes have had accidents with their capes as a result of them ending up with their lives being taken. Um, you know, it's supposed to be a funny little comedy scene. There actually is a little dark truth to it because it foreshadows the events that were to come, which was that Syndrome ends up getting killed and ends his reign of terror. On not just the Incredibles, but all superheroes that he has killed over the years. And so, ending. Well, interesting. I don't know what to make of him as a supervillain because what's interesting about the film is we do see Sandra just, just display a lot of smarts in being able to come up with all these different weapons and be able to create these robots. Um, but I feel his personality though, lets him down. We just see a lot of him being, because of that bruised ego he had when he was bu- back as a young kid, as bu- as bu- what he used to be as, as Buddy, that bruised ego it just basically allowed him to fester and fester and develop all these nasty personality traits like being evil, sarcastic, and he just goes insane. He literally goes doodah, goes absolute full wacky and psychotic and even has no problem with killing people because he then spends the next 15 years so after the events of him being a kid he then spends the next 15 years because that's how big of a time gap we have in the film between that scene and the present day and time setting he spends the next 15 years developing these weapons coming up with robots building a secret lair all just for that one purpose of killing every superhero that's ever lived. 
Uh, it's just... What is the point? What is the point? And then this other little plan, which was to, you know, I'm going to design these robots, going to let one go rampage, let attack the city, then I'll swoop in, disable it, save the day. Do you really think, though, that I come in with my remote control and just press, say, the red button, which is normally the case with most supervillains gadgets, just to press the red button? Do you really think that wouldn't work? Of course it was going to go rogue for Syndrome. And what's funny is it's, it, it's, it's, again, another one of those little stereotypes we have about people's thoughts on robots and how, you know, if they were to exist, they could end up one day becoming self-aware and end up creating their own personality and consciousness and then decide, well, all these humans, they've done nothing good for the world Let's all go and massacre them. That is a lot. That is a lot. That is the main thing that a lot of people have about ro robots. Even to this day, you know, people still fear that is what could happen if robots were to actually become real um, and end up becoming self-dependent and self-aware. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, Burberry Syndrome, I think. He's just a really, really bad guy who ends up getting what he deserves. I know we should not be laughing at some at a character getting gruesomely killed off because it would it would sound gruesome. It does sound gruesome having your jet cake caught in a jet turbine and then it blows up. That does sound very a very gruesome way to go. Um, I know we should not be laughing, and I do, but. The comedy of it, how it harks back to what Edgar was saying earlier about the no capes. It's just, to me, 100% hilarious. And I just so wish Edgar was there to go, told you so, told you so, told you, told you, told you so. Told you, darlings, that's what happens if you have a cape. That's why I say no capes. <laughs> Rubberall syndrome. Yeah, I can understand where he's coming from, but the problem is, because you went too far down the world of psychotic, I can't feel sympathy for you. But like how because he does remind me of Scar from the Lion King syndrome, who, you know, through hurting his own personal things of hurt and envy. But with Scar, I can sympathise with him because I can understand why. But with syndrome, I can't really understand why because. You don't give me an opportunity to make you understand why, because you just go full. Because the next time we see you from being a small, annoying kid to full-blown evil psychopath. Oh, I forgot to mention evil murdering. I should say evil murdering psychopath. There's no really sort of opportunity for you to give me a chance to show why should I feel sympathy for you? Why should I feel you a little tiny bit sympathy for you so that when Death hap your death happens, I can go, oh, wasn't that a bit tragic? Anyway, just bad, 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 bad guy. But, <sighs> if only he'd learned that Bible lesson of life, which is never meet your heroes. Because chances are, they may not be what you idolise them to be. And that's the perfect point to end the show on. As always, thank you for listening, my dear friends. Until next time, this has been What I Love About Syndrome.